Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I hope this week finds you well. I've got I've got a bit of death in me today. You're my voice is going Ill. slightly. Yeah, um, it's. I, I assume it's not not the the Rona. I think we're fine on that one. But it's. Um, I, I've I've got a bit of a cold somehow. I don't know how. I've not left my house other than to go to the shops when I absolutely had to, and I went on a walk through the park. Maybe it's because I went for a bit of a walk the other day. I went. Do you to suffer from hay fever? Yeah. I Could do get a bit of that sometimes. Could be one of those. But anyway, if I am a bit groggily, enjoy my raspy voice. That'll groggily? be a little bit That's of a, a new one. <laughs> yeah, it would be a little bit of a, an additional rasp for you today. Hey, I should go and record some metal and we'll get the uh, we'll get the rasp in there. But I am Dexterity <laughs> Box, joined as always by Punk Chef 41. How are you this week, my mate? I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, I'm ready for our therapy session on Sheffield Wednesday. Because it doesn't yeah. feel like that. It doesn't feel yeah, like we, we have a that. weekly therapy session to talk about how Rude we are. <laughs> yeah. Play. It's not been a bad week, to be fair. Uh, it's nice that the weather's getting nicer, so we can start doing stuff outside. But Indeed, it'll be good. It'll be good when we can actually meet again as well, when we're both yes. uh, double-shotted and we, we can actually uh, do something a bit more. God, that, that sounds like right. a gang thing. Don't say that again. Double-shotted <laughs> sound oh, wrong. Yeah, okay, fair. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. But yeah, um, <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, actually, no, that's not great, is it? <laughs> But you went, you went for the violence aspect. Fair enough. Um, no reviews this week. So please leave us reviews. Would help. We had a lot, to be fair, last week. So please uh, go and leave us nice audio reviews. Still want to build up our audio presence. Our YouTube presence is absolutely smashing it now. Uh, I think, obviously, this podcast, just uh, just if you are new here, it's mainly a Sheffield Wednesday news and speculation yep. podcast in the in the main term when we are live. You know, we we don't have access to the club, so we will we don't have friendships in the club at the minute. I mean, Punk's got some of them. We've got good contacts. We're always respectful to people, but it's not like we're on, you know, we don't have to worry about that. So yeah. we will always bring you it. And that's why today it's probably going to be a little bit of a harsh one uh, because it's not been great uh, recently. But that's the that's the one. Speculation and news in the in the season. But what we do want to say in part of housekeeping, if there's any guests you really want on, let us know. But also, if you've, for some reason, you've got a bit of a following on Twitter or any contacts or things like that, please do it respectfully. Please do it nicely. Yeah. But if you can get the attention of somebody like a, a Wednesday sort of great or something and get them and get them to notice our podcast and ask them to come on, that would help us out too. But do it nicely. It's not, not, not like the big P thing where we go, can you buy him a big P shirt or something? Do you know what I mean? We've done that. We've done that already. Patterson's probably never going to want to grace this podcast. But as I said, we are building it off the back of me and Jake. You know, yeah. we, we are building it off our opinions rather than guests. We made that from the start. That's what we wanted this podcast to be. And we appreciate the support so far, 14 episodes in. Thank you very and, much. And the thing is, we, we guess we've then got to rely on guests to be available. Leave with if we can just go when other and To be fair, yeah. at the moment, there is a lot of when the... Not new, but stuff to talk about with what's going on with the club at the minute. It's been, yeah, it's been such a weird season that this was perfect time, really. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the way the, way the format's going to work. We are going to look at guests. We are speaking to a couple of guests at the minute as well, which is probably going to be in May-ish. No, don't, don't hold me to that. But we are talking about. We are going to do that, but we're going to do it very. We're going to do it differently, you know. I'm more interested in. Uh, I'm, here, I've got a very the, different here, style. Here's a guess. Here's a guess. We try and get. We get Royston Drenter on to talk about his rap career. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Or we can get Nile Ranger on. 
to talk about is can you can you imagine like i was thinking like the ones that you could get that that had flash in the pans for wednesday that like or jay bothroyd or someone like that bring on all all the players that were a bit controversial at wednesday that would be uh the the jay bothroyd one would be very interesting because he was very controversial then you get playing china i wouldn't want him on here right there's not many guests that i wouldn't want on here right but Bothroy would be one of them because the way he slated the club, nah. It wasn't good, was nah. it? Nah, not having that. that. Not having that. Okay, so we're going to jump right into it today. It shouldn't be too much of a long one. Um, Famous laugh words. Yeah, we are going to talk a bit more about Darren Moore later on, but I will say just off the top of this podcast, uh, get well soon, mate. It's a, yeah. very, a very rough one you're going through at the minute, and I hope... You come out the other side stronger, mate. Uh, take care of yourself. We will talk about Darren Moore as a topic and, and that later on. But get well soon. Um, recent matches for Sheffield Wednesday. Hmm. Let's start with Swansea City, okay? We're recording this off the back of the Bristol City game, as often we do. We do this yeah. on um, just after the match. But Swansea, how did you feel it went, Punk? Um, It was a weird one because... I don't think they added much to the game, but it was. I've got to say, I was building a wardrobe during this, so you're gonna have to. You are gonna have to give us most of the actual in-depth oh, that, detail. That, that, I forgot to ask: Is it still standing, or did it crumble like our defence? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't smash it. I did put on Twitter: I'm gonna smash the wardrobe after <laughs> we started conceding. Uh, but no, it is. Uh, it, it is standing. Um, so, if yeah. you want a, an, any flat pack furniture building, Dexter, you man, extra yeah, revenue yeah. sort for you. No, definitely. I had it. I had it in the background. I had the Swansea match in the background, but um, I didn't. I didn't watch as intently. It's the only match this season that I've not watched intently, apart from when they had the hack a little while ago. And I didn't watch it at all. So two it, matches, such a plastic. Carry on. It was such a weird game because I felt Swan. We, we were okay and we played okay for most of it, but it was just defensive laps again, and it's this whole trying to play from the back. Tom Lee's is not that player. He's not that player. He's your old school, typical central defender, stand there, boot it. He's not a play from the back kind of player, really. Let's be honest, is he? And it was just, it was easy for him to get barred off the ball. And it was a simple first goal. Nothing Westwood could do about it at all. And we go, we go forward, we try and make chances, but I think we had like two shots and the ref were all on target our target or something like that. And it's going down to that typical Wednesday thing where we're having a lot of shots, but we're not scoring. And this has been our problem for, I'd say for about two or three seasons where we create a lot, but we don't score. Mm. I think, I think if you think back a couple of years ago, punk, it was a case of we could score, but we couldn't create. Yeah. And now it's now it's flipped. Yeah. And they got the second, it just killed the game off. Really. We were just like, there's no point. And I think we all hit that kind of, well, that's it. It's done. This mm-hmm. was our game in hand. We needed to win. And as much as I like more coming out of what he said at the end of the game and people have slated him for being overly positive in it, he's only been here, what, eight, nine weeks? He, he's not had much time with the players as it is due to illness and now even more so. And I'm seeing people turn around and say Moore shouldn't be manager next season. You've got to give him chance. Yeah, well, it, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, actually. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. And then you go on to Bristol City today. And I just, just before we do this, I feel like I have to prepare myself because I'm not great <laughs> today. But I just, just, if you want to sum up Sheffield Wednesday season, let's just, 
let's just prepare ourselves with a drink. I don't think you've got one to hand. I didn't I prep this, not. but let's go for a quadruple, shall we? Because talk me through Bristol City, Punk, because I've just streamed through this. So I, the video that I took it up on my channel for this, I kind of locked it in the second half of you. Because we had a game where we completely dominated them and played some very good football. Great first goal. Great work by Windath to head it back for Borna to get on the end of it. He loves a header goal from a corner. We get a penalty. And let's talk about that controversial uh, red card that some people are saying. If you're going for... What's controversial about no, it? No, no, I've seen people go, it's a bit controversial. I have actually he's seen a, people... He's say, not a goalkeeper! I know, I know. He's literally gone to get rid of it. And if you've got the photograph, put it in here in the pod for visual listeners. Put his oh arm God, up like that. That's an unnatural position to hang yeah. your arm up. And he's like, it's a fantastic save if you're a keeper. You're not a keeper. No, and you're not a keeper. We go and get the penalty, and it was the longest walk off. I really wish that referee had just gone, get off the pitch, because I think that kind I don't of think, didn't At the help. start, I don't think he was going to give it. No, I don't. He, he been... didn't point to the spot straight away, and he sort of touched his ear, and I was like, what are you doing? Please, yeah, please it... don't do this to us. And But then Bannon takes that penalty, and it wasn't a confident penalty at all. Uh, no. And it was, we keeper read it perfectly, saves it. And Bannon, for the rest of the game, was trying his hardest to make anything happen, to try and get a goal himself, trying to set someone else up. We had about 11 uh, shots off target, only three on target. Second half played pretty much the same as the first half, and then 87th minute, we back off. They hit it. Tom Lee is at fault again, let's be honest. And with uh, Windass, while... Meh, Westwood cannot get a hand rage. Get rage. a hand to this ball and that's it. That is game. And we Westwood do... would never save in that bottom no. corner. We, we're trying to get into it and there were great chance right near the end that we could have done it. But that was it. As Bannon was going off, like we said off stream, you can see Bannon was upset, visibly yeah, upset because no, he, he knows he probably sent Wendy down by missing that penalty. Because the fat lady's then, warmed up and she's beginning She's beginning a vocal trill. She's going for it. She's ready She's ready to serenade. It's that whole thing. It's not there yet because we mathematically could do it, but it, it's that whole situation where I don't like our chances because we're not that kind of thing. It greens back to, and for you, it'll be, I think you said you started supporting us when we were in League One. Yeah, Colchester 3-0. Well, I, it's not when I started to point, it's my first match. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that Crystal Palace game where we got relegated, clearly. Mm. And it feels yeah. very much like that again. Where, no, I where, remember that too, because obviously that was when we went back up. So, yeah. uh, But it's a case of, uh, I don't think it feels to, as bad as then. Where we're having uh, it feels to rely, worse, sorry. rely on other people, in, in a sense. And I will speak quite later, but Rotherham could actually possibly get out of this. Mm, definitely, definitely. If they've got anything it. about them, they can get out of this. I don't. What do you think? I know people may have seen your stream, but what do your take on the actual game today? Because I it, think we were dominant. I think we 
We played a really good match. I think the midfield was quality. I think Bannon was quality. Yeah, he's the scapegoat for everybody. I think he linked up play well. I think Pelopesi did his job. I think the defence, apart from that Lee's error, was decent. What I did, I'm really disappointed with it. With uh, with is sorry, is our quality of finishing. Our strikers have let us down today, and it's pinned on Bannon missing a penalty when actually, oh God, right, Harris. Couple of chances. The yeah. one where he could have slid it under the keeper, that's a goal for me. Windass. With Windass, Windass chances, he takes the extra touch where he should potentially look at laying it off. The amount of times that shots just ricocheted against the Bristol I City defenders again. I completely forgot about the Palmer chance in the first half, which yeah. was fantastic because he's on the stretch. Yeah, and Palmer hitting in. the bar, yeah. you know, a volley. And that was linked from a Bannon ball through, you know. Barry Bannon will shoulder the responsibility for what happened today. And I can see it and you can see him doing that. But for me, it it was the forward's job. The forward's had so many jobs. Yes, he missed a penalty. Yes, it's not a great penalty. If the keeper goes the wrong way, you get lucky on those ones. He needs to put it a little bit more into the corner. He's gutted. And you could tell he was trying to make up for that by yeah. going forward and beating three men and taking a shot. Do you know what, Bannon? Work on your finishing and do that a little bit more because the way you can still beat men in a box, I have not seen him do that in a long time. No, no. Frightening. And Frightening how he can beat a man in a box. The scary thing is, you're probably going to see that from Bannon till we're down now, because he's going to have that kind of thing of going, this is on me. The only problem there is, is you hope he can keep his discipline when going into tackle, because he does like going in for a tackle. And sometimes... He likes Bannon, swearing at referees when he, he goes, it doesn't go his he way. He loves though. swearing at referees. One of my favourite things I like about him, actually, at the yeah. time, because if we're going to actually talk about that, can we just go back to the QPR game? Where he went in on Wild Me and you could oh, hear it. And he went, yeah, we didn't he mention went in that on actually. Him twice. Yeah. Uh, Completely. Come on. Well, try and say it without actually making me bleep you. Yeah. So, what did he say to Wild Smith? Joe, you're beeping useless on one of them. And yeah. then the other one was, for God's sake, Joe, you're. Mm. Mm. I think that's the best I can do without you trying to bleep me. Yeah. No, he, definitely. It was uh, if he fans are there, if fans are there, you don't hear that because no. fans are not there. You heard every last word he of it. Sh- he shrieked as well. It wasn't like just a shout. He shrieked. He sounded and, like an old Scottish housewife. He I, genuinely he was so angry and so high pitched. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like the, I the older mean. ones that are screaming. He went so high pitched because he was furious. And, and that's, could, I like that passion. You, could, you so. could see it today as well in when there was a free kick and he just punched the ball to the ground. It's like, that's not a free kick. And mm. with today, and anyone who says Bannon should go and does the, look at a team without Bannon in when we don't have him, where we've had him, where he's had injuries. We oh, but here's the counter argument. Here's the counter argument that people love. When Bannon's in the team, it's all about Bannon, and then it gets passed to Bannon, and then he passes backwards, and then he passes into the defence, and that's all Bannon does. Forgetting the fact that his through balls have been absolutely lethal this season, and I've not seen Bannon. Bannon's been so informed this season. I am actually gutted for a player being in this current squad. You know. I- I have a funny feeling. I, I saw it in your stream in the chat, people saying if he goes, he might have a relegation clause in. And if he does have a relegation clause, I mean, fair play to him. But I have a funny feeling he's going to want to try and stay if he can. I go. would respect, he would be my favourite Wednesday player of all time if he did that. If he stays on I think, and, and, I, I think and steers might. this ship. Yeah. I think he might because he seems like one of those players, especially since he's been at Wednesday, who 
let's be honest, we shouldn't have took a punt on him at the first place. He hadn't played any games. No one has seen him in a while. And we went, you know what? I think we gave him a six-month contract till January. And then in January, we gave him a full-term deal because he was just that good. Yeah. And it's that situation where flag him as much as you like. Stay off his social medias. Leave him alone. He's going to hate this as much as well. He doesn't need fans going in on him. I'm tired leave him of it, to man. It, leave... I'm tired of it, man. Like that, that we get we get called like we get we get asked like why don't you promote it on Twitter in the groups and all that like you know like the journalists do and stuff. And I've got massive respect for the way they promote stuff and they take all. I'm like the reason we don't promote our stuff in there and our opinion pieces in there is because the worst pushback from anything you get is on those platforms, right? Because you'll you'll have it and you'll have people just trying to do a quick like and not thinking what they're doing. And you'll get just people who love to abuse on those platforms. Don't get me wrong. I love being on Twitter. I love tweeting about stuff and all that. But the reason we don't push the Talking Wednesday stuff there is people love to clip things out of context and take things and that. There is a Talking Wednesday Twitter. Go follow it. We do We do try and push that. And it would, to be honest, the only reason we're probably not getting the get, we're probably not like wanting to get the guests on here and pushing it that way is it's very difficult for me from like a follower base Unless I use my personal, which has got more, I'm not going to use my personal to do this because oh. it's my music one. But like, unless I use that, using the Dexterity Box one, or using the Talking Wednesday one, having like something with less than 500 followers, it's difficult when you go into a player with like 200k followers. Yeah, you know, and there is there is there is some there is some people that can do that a lot better, and I and I respect that because they've built up their platforms, you know, their personal platform. But I refuse to use my personal platforms to get us guests and things like yeah. that and that it, and that's why i keep it on that on that front it is a weird one but let's face it we need four wins we're not i can't see it coming i can't see it because yeah back to football that'd be great this yeah. has hit me i've not eat, i've not eaten today <laughs> right. oh this is going fun <laughs> yeah i am eat, i'm eating uh i'm making pizza tonight my friend so no, we're... you mean you're over half in making pizza while you're no i don't no, 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 I needed dough for eight minutes yesterday, sir. <laughs> Is it because you put the time and the effort in you're making pizza? Yeah, well, yeah. here's the thing, right. I've got lockdown fat and I need to fix lockdown fat because I'm also, the reason I got my shot in the, in the priority group is because I've got, I've got some breathing issues occasionally. So my cardio is yes. not up there, right? So I needed to make sure that I built my stuff up and and I'm tr- honestly I'm trying to get my cardio back up because for me being able to do like a 3k consistent was decent you know and I can't even run up the street at the minute I need to build it all back up because lockdown's ruined me but I still like food right there's not many joys left in this life boys and girls but food is one of them right You're younger than me give up I, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get I don't want to give up pizza right yeah so I'm making a healthier pizza. So it's a thinner crust. It's the healthiest stuff. I'm making it from scratch. I'm going to go down and blitz a lovely tomato sauce with it what later. We, I think we had, we, had a we had a cauliflower baked pizza. It was lovely. Well, th- this pizza that I'm making, it should be really just got under 100. I don't care. It should be <laughs> about 100 calories per slice, right? Yeah. And maybe I'll do a cooking with dexterity box again, even though like my Skyrim brewing here, beer video got here, less views than it deserved because that was a masterpiece. Why don't we have a dexterity preseason as well as the players? Oh, right. Where I have to exercise and kill yeah. myself. Because I can't right. do it. The I'm wheezy boy loud. in the corner. Yeah, all right. <laughs> 
Fair enough. No, definitely. Well, I, I've, I was going to do sort of like... <laughs> I was I was going to do like a... Oh, this is uh, when you when you when you're feeling like crap and you've got no motivation to do anything. I, I, I'm the same as you. I'm I'm you know I've I've got I've got little and I'm I'm just trying really hard and I'm finding. But you know what? I've not found the motivation in lockdown, lads. I've not found it. I've not found the thing to turn on the camera and go look what I can do in a year. Because when the gyms are shut and you've not you're not rich and you're sort of grafting for it, it is difficult. So if you've got a bit fat, lads. Don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean? I've not got the motivation to go out and kill myself in the morning for a run. Do you know what I mean? Wait until you get I to used 30. to do this. Wait until you get to 30. Oh, you're so old. We're not not in terms of age. We're 30, but you've just sounded so old. You've just done that. Wait until you get to a line. <laughs> right? I've got I've got a few years on that, but I'm a wheezy. But I don't know where the podcast is going today. But this is what Sheffield Wednesday being so does. bad does to you. You just look for anything. Yeah. So Okay. Let's, so Sheffield Wednesday, Bristol City one all, not a great result. <laughs> Back we, on need, we, we needed we needed to win this. We couldn't do, and we got what four games left, five games left. Yeah, and Derby four? and Forest are amongst that as well. Oh God, I've got another. Oh God, my uncle coming tomorrow. And he's a Forest fan. Crap. Oh, Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. I, I hope yeah. you've all got your big P shirts on order at least. Yes. Bring some positivity in it. I want to. See, if you've got a big P-shirt, tag, tag Dexterity Box, tag PugChef41 on Twitter. We love it. Also, tag Callum Patterson. Just make yeah. him know this is a thing. I don't care anymore, right? Before I was like, mm, maybe don't bother him. We might get him on the podcast eventually. He needs to know that he scored a very good volley and this is an actual thing. This is so what happened. This is what happened now. It's a thing. I, I went and got my kilt. If you haven't seen it, I went and got my kilt and I lost you. I lost, subs- <laughs> I lost subscribers because you wore a kilt. Right? <laughs> Apparently, some people can't stand Punk's legs. You know? Too fair, Punk I'm just, can't stand his own legs. So, and I'm just saying, his, his wife approved it because his wife filmed it. Right? Yeah, she did. And like, so, can, can we just say she did a fantastic job, to be fair? Wonderful, wonderful. Also, you really, weren't, you really weren't expecting me to do the whole dramatic no i wasn't with the with the letterbox and all of that honestly he sent me some footage of him in a kilt and i was like you know what let's use my media background and make this i i literally sent it him and all i got back was ha 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 off and that was it (laughs) so i thought oh he found it funny and then i got this thing like he made it even funnier No, um, we're trying to we're trying to make the levity in this season because it's uh, it's, it's a hard. tough one. Um, I'm in a weird way. I'm really looking forward to our first summer on Talking Wednesday. Mm, I'm same. really looking forward to even if we get relegated. I'm really looking forward. I to I think it's gonna be busy. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because we're doing England as well. We're doing Talking mm. England breakouts. I'm really looking forward to discussing prospects, discussing our rebuilds, just getting you guys involved. And yes, we have heard people would like us to. Maybe do some video call-ins, things like that. We're looking Right. Too many football fans can be arse people, right? So we're not doing live call-ins. No. But then again, this is a pre-recorded... Hiccups. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Pre-recorded podcast. I'm not cutting it out today. We're going, we're going raw, boys. We're going raw. <laughs> uh, we, uh... <laughs> Don't be wearing we... your big P-shirt, please. No. <laughs> um, we, we are going to start doing stuff like that. Yeah. You, our community is big for we, us. We do have the writings. We, are we have start already doing got filmings. the community coming in with the community. We topic, will we say, like that, that, right? we will say, there is people that are 
under 16, 18 on this pod, uh, that listen to this podcast, that we have said it is not suitable for you, even though this podcast isn't explicit, right? Yep. We will not accept it from under 18 year olds. Apologies. Okay, but nothing against it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't plus. be listening to it on my channel anyway. We try, even though this this podcast is not explicit. Exactly. Some of my channel stuff is, and I've said it in the past. If you're going to listen to it on accounts that are that, you know what? I, I'm not your mother. But when we do the the video with things in, we need to make sure that everything's above yeah. board. And, and part of that is the internet's a dangerous place, and we're about keeping keeping people safe. I've always yeah. been about that. Right. Should we move on from the recent topics that's 26 minutes into this podcast? It's yep. probably not when we edit it, but still. So this is a bit more sensitive and we're not yeah, going to go serious. too in-depth. We're not, we're not going to go too in-depth with it, but this week no, we got the stuff from about Darren Moore and his pneumonia and his blood clots are his lung. He's asthmatic. He's had my Sharona already when he was at Donny. Then to be tested as positive again when he's at Wednesday. I think he's got long, long form of it. And it doesn't sound good. And the thing is, people forget that pneumonia, yeah, I can't even say it, is, a very, is a very silent killer. And yeah. once you get it, it it's as much as people have gone in on him at times and stuff, and I've seen stuff and I don't agree with it. At the end of the day, let the man rest up. But credit to him, if he's ringing Jamie Smith every 10 minutes and Jamie Smith is having to turn around and go, Shut up, rest. I can sort this. It shows that he's still got the passion here for us to do something. Yeah. But yeah, well, let's just remember, a human life is worth more to me personally than my football club staying in the championship. I, yeah, I just want to say as well, like um, we've got somebody in our community, Joe, who lost his granddad to pneumonia. So this is obviously one of those things. Um, we speak to Joe quite a bit. All the best, Joe. Wanted to say it on the yeah. podcast. Just make sure hey, that... Up? You know that um, people that know Joe in our community, we are, we are, our thoughts are with you, mate. So take care. Yeah. Um, pneumonia for Darren, Darren Moore. You would, you would hope he comes out the other side of this stronger. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I will. I've got to condemn this now, and there's a few people in our community that I've also got to condemn, and I'm going to lose subscribers for this. I don't care. Go for it. Um, stop having a go at Darren Moore over football matters in relation to COVID. Right. There's a couple of people, I'm not going to call you out um, because I've already discussed it at length and I know that certain people of a certain age or a certain way do not, if Darren Moore's got COVID, there's a reason he's not on press conferences, there's yeah. a reason not. Do you know what it shows when you, when you get into my comment section and you go, Darren Moore's not accountable for all of this, why is he not doing this, why is he not doing this? When he's out with COVID and you will not listen to reason, there is a point when you are being absolutely outrageous. Right, you would not expect it from any other people out there. Um, I'm not even going to bring the race conversation into it because there's no. been a bit of that as well, and I'm not having that from the start. Okay, and I get called. Uh, you know, you know, there's people in your comment section that call me a little bit of a virtual signaler. If yeah. me me being not being a racist is me being a virtual signaler, virtual signaler because I say that I want everybody just to get on with their own bits and be decent to each other. I don't care. Okay, please. At the end of the day, we're all only human. Yeah. At the exactly. End of, at the end of the day, the man at the minute is someone's dad, is someone's husband, is someone's son. If he so needs please, to be in hospital to get yeah. better, leave him. So do not that, be that idiot in yeah. the comment section that says he should be doing more because he could still do virtual stuff, all of that. Let him rest. This is a human life. It goes beyond football. Yeah. Okay? So I wanted to say that all our thoughts on the Talking Wednesday podcast, myself, humans, all of that, 
the humanity side of it. All the humans. All the, I meant. I meant the humanity aspect. Yeah. Um, all of the. Um, my, you see, this is what happens when your brain goes quicker than your mouth. Um, That's why I can't. All leave. our thoughts, basically, is because I didn't want to make it like the Talking yeah. Wednesday podcast. I didn't want it to sound like promo, basically. But no, everybody, everybody I've spoke to, properly. Yeah. Thoughts are with Darren Moore. That's what I wanted yeah. to say. Okay, I wanted to say that properly. And hopefully next season, whatever league we're in, we can all be in, this, in the ground and we can actually just give that thanks ourselves as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to see, I would like to, it'd be, it'd be gutting. Right. It's weird. We never saw Tony Poulis. No. It's a good you one know? for pub. It's actually a good one for pub quizzes. It down the line, be like, mm. which Sheffield Wednesday manager never got to be in front of fans during a season? Yeah, no, that, that's wait, quite wait a good one. for a couple of years. That'll be in a pub quiz. I can guarantee it. Definitely, I ain't done a pub quiz in ages. Do you know why? Because I've been stuck in my house. <laughs> right. Okay, moving on. Oh, Reading trouble. Yep. This one is interesting. Reading financial fair play. Reading's accounts have been published for 2019-20. They've got a total loss accumulated of 138 million pounds. Just spending... let that sink in. 138 million, and the loss is 38 million. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. And I think that is the accumulated over three years, but you'd have to check me on that one. Mm. Okay, so even that is still about 40, 50 million over the top. Spending 211% of their turnover on wages and they're getting in revenue, right? And last night put a dent in their promotion playoff, so they mm. could be the next Sheffield Wednesday. You're welcome, Redding. So well, they I looked got into this. Jowl, so. As we all, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And we've got 20% for selling, apparently. So uh, I looked into this a little bit more. I went all the way across to Berkshire Live, who were quoting Kieran Maguire. He's back. He's yes. back. Quote Panovic. I assume that's the owner. I think that's the that owner of Reading. That's a very good pronunciation because I wouldn't have got that right first time. Well, like, we, we've established this now, my friend. Recently admitted that. The club is under a transfer embargo from the English Football League, even though, and even though measures continue to be taken to balance the books, fans should not expect too much investment on new players. The impact of FFP means they've got very little room, said Maguire. They will be very close to the limit, and the, the actual trading losses over the last three seasons are quite high. Their pre-tax loss over the past three seasons was £93 million, which far exceeds the FFP limit but they have sold the stadium. Generated money through some grants and other bits. Basically, if Reading don't get slapped by the EFL for this, you could tell us a bias against Wednesday because... Call your lawyer. Yeah. Derby haven't been slapped for it. They're still under ah, investigation. Ah, there's an interesting one with Derby. I Go believe, on. and I can't quote it, I believe Mel Morris is on the board of the EFL. Oh! Okay. Wow, you've Barry Baden all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny, isn't it? Because uh, the the delay. Because if a six point deduction came in for Derby now, where would they be? Uh, that is a very good point. Let's have a look. They'd be in the relegation zone. I was being, I was being, you know, petty. You're right. They would. Well, yeah, definitely. So it's funny because if Wednesday are the the right, get this. Get this right. If Derby just stay up, right? Derby just stay up. And Wednesday would get those points to get round them if they had a points deduction. Then you look at it and you think there's a lawsuit there. The reason we bring this Reading thing is, is Reading are probably going to be the next Sheffield Wednesday. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about selling stadiums. Yeah. Because Chancery, 
got so much stick for selling the stadium, and that's a big thing. With I right, I understand. I just want to say I'm not doing the the youngin. Oh, you don't you know nothing about football. I'm not doing that aspect of. Um, How much did you drunk? You are. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fed up, mate. I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm unfiltered today. But you know, you know, it's the, uh, it's going to make for a fiery podcast, isn't it, my friend? Um, <laughs> just a bit. But uh, it's the, but that's the thing. We get it. Whenever you talk about the history of stuff, you forget that the, unlike, unlike a lot of people that, that obviously are talking to you about Wednesday, we've grown up through this, yeah. you know, that's, that's the difference we try and bring. We've grown up. And we have felt all of this, and I have seen the, I have seen the historical effect of this club. I've been, it's been, it's been ingrained through my family, you know. And I understand yeah. the worry about selling your stadium and not owning it, and your owner owns the I, stadium. I understand people getting a bit worried, looking at Coventry and stuff, and going, "Hang on, what happens if you sell?" I, PSA wh- though, your owners always owned your stadium. Yes, just not this literally. Right. They own the club, so i.e. they own all the assets to do with the club. Derby, Villa, Reading and Wednesday have all done it. Okay? Yeah. Villa, funnily enough, are getting away with it because it paid British. off for them yeah. and in the Premier League, which you will eventually say, Premier League. Because uh, <laughs> oh, we grew yeah. up through the Premiership yeah. era. Yeah. Um, but You're like, saying that, I won't. No, you won't. You won't. And there'll still be a comment going, why can't you say it? It really annoys me. It's not been that way since the uh Premiership, Premiership, Premiership. He's <laughs> somebody in Beetlejuice here. Are we going, <laughs> going down that, that aspect? Um No, but it's it doesn't it doesn't it hasn't paid off for Wednesday, no. right? But it has helped us balance things a little bit more. The unfortunate thing, the there is the way I look at this, I look at Reading, and yes, it's gonna hit Reading, but they've got a better squad. Very much so. Yep. Derby, probably same sort of thing. You look at them, they've got sellable assets in it. They've got Rooney at the helm. They've got but they are they this it's kind of like it looking like a Wednesday thing with Derby, it's backfiring. To be fair, we have more talk about Derby later, so we'll say what I'm gonna say later. Yeah. Um or you can bring it forward. That's up to you. So look. So let's put it this way then. So imagine if Alonso gets the club and we somehow managed to get out of it with it two points and Derby on the last day of the season get relegated instead of us. Now, this whole bloke who wanted to buy us buys them and he is promising them the world. And there is so oh, much yeah. coming out at the minute. Like He's, when he's, he taking, when he's he, taking a leaf straight out of Chan Series book in terms of he, the promises. When he bought, when he was going for us, he had an agency website. That agency website can't be found. All those players that were on that agency website are now on No Foot Limited's agency website. Like, I don't think you can transfer it over that easily. And his right. agency website went down very quickly after he left us, kind of thing. So I be very careful, Derby, because there's more things that keep coming out that doesn't seem good. And I know a lot of Derby And they've also sold their stadium. They sold their yeah. stadium before this. So... Do we know in the deal? Did they buy the stadium back with it? Is that mm. this is what we're saying? Is the kind of topic of this is is selling stadiums the way forward? You know as well because more clubs are doing it. It's paid off. Of, my argument is probably no because no. it's only paid off for Villa here. It's the gamble. It's the Wolves gamble again. And yes, a lot of their players were on loan. You made that very clear as well because like yeah, we know they were on loan, but they were also big loan fees. They were big yeah. wages. They were gonna 
You know, they had, they, 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 they had to get it right. Yeah. And it was, there was some of them where you, what you're forgetting in there is some of them, there was agreements to buy these players. Yeah. There was all of that in there. So um, the only one it's paid for out of Derby, Reading and Wednesday, the, one, the only ones it's paid off for so far is Villa. Mm. Reading look likely to, to fall off this promotion push and it would be interesting to see what happens with Reading. Yeah, um, it's... One of, one of the interesting things I'm looking at the league, so it'll, it's more than likely going to be us down and Rotherham or whoever, because that's so tight, it's unbelievable. Sheffield United down. Barnsley could go up. Barnsley have been really good this season since they changed their manager. Funny enough, mm. at the same time, we needed to change our manager. And Darren Moore was linked with the job at Barnsley at that point. So it's, Too much, too little, too it, late. It shows you how getting the right man in early and making an appointment early helps. And it kind of goes, this goes on really well to our next subject, actually. Yeah, because right. Is Darren Moore's job safe? Right. And I, I find it ridiculous that we're even asking this at this stage. It's mental. It's absolutely it. mental. Because, But then again, I think people have got the short-term mentality of like, oh, well, Tony Poo has lasted nine games sort of thing. Yes, but it was also absolutely diabolical. And he there seemed was, to there cause was a quite re- a lot of There unrest. was a reason why that lasted short-term. Okay, right. Um, this is taken from the star. Okay, quote, many suggesting um, he could be central to a long-term strategy at Hillsborough there has yet been no conversation about his future with Owl's owner, Chancery, he told the star. As with previous managers, the length and terms of Moore's contract are a closely guarded secret at S6. Quote, the reason we've not had a conversation about next season is it that it's all still to play for this season, and I won't lift my head at all with that, he said. As I said, we move on to Saturday now, which is obviously in the past, which is another important game. All of that, blah, 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 blah. End quote. The blah, 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 blah wasn't part of the quote, officially. Um, but uh, Darren Moore, they're not, they're not going to talk about the contract. That's not the no. way they're going to do it. Would he leave a promising job at Downcaster, even though his results were a bit rocky at the end there? They were sort of, mm. sort of falling off a little bit. Would he leave that for Wednesday if he wasn't guaranteed some sort of assurances in the future? Yeah. Is his job safe? Because if you also look at it, Raj, you know what? Opinion piece it. Is, is his job safe, Punk? I hope so, because you look at what Chancery's done with most managers. He's given them time to build. He's given them money to build. On that sense, yes. But we also wonder, in Chancery's remit, was it you have to keep us up and your job is safe kind of thing. But at the same time, he paid money to get him. This is the first time I've ever known us paying money for a manager. So it would seem like a waste of money if you paid that money to get more out of his contract, to get him to come here. I think he's safe. He's got to be safe for me personally because he's not had enough time to do anything. Yeah. I also want to stress, this is probably going to be a breakout. It's just the way the topics have fallen. For the love of God, obviously the man's ill at the minute. We do not, don't mean any disrespect. Got to say that if this bit's the broken out bit because we've already talked about Darren Moore and wishing him well and yeah. all of that. Uh, the one thing that is important is because in the same week all this is kicked, it's just the way news works, right? Yeah. People are starting to question his position at the club and I don't get that. No. I honestly don't because for me, I like his attacking intent. This season is just the players. I don't get that from his pro because he basically said, I haven't talked about next season because he doesn't know what's going on next season. Mm. We're, we're, I, I have a funny feeling Moore's either on a two-year deal or a rolling contract. I reckon, right, 
they know. Right, you are not... Here's the thing. This is also what we talk about, press access, all of that, things. Press The way press works, you aren't going to turn around and go to the press yet. I've already got an idea for next season. Yeah. He's got an idea for if we go down to League One, right? got to be. That's why he's been brought in. Yeah. In my opinion, right? Oh, yeah. Because, because the way it's fallen, he... The sensible thing there is he says he's got no plan for it, right? But you plan for both eventualities. You do yeah. your best with the current players. If you say in the media, yeah, I've got a plan for next season, the players go, well, what? Are we staying up or are we? Yeah. what's your plan for? Do you know what I mean? But no, you don't say that because then they stop playing for you. Any chance of you getting staying up is he's probably got more of a, a backup plan for League One than he has for stabilising in the championship now. He probably got a list of players he wants to get who are out of contract at Donny. Just rubbed on it, yeah. That's the way he's going to do it. But he's not... I've also seen people turn around in in the video I did on this going, he's not the right man for the job and stuff like that. He's had two managerial positions before he took us. Donny, he nearly got him up in that first. They missed out on playoffs and COVID. Absolutely screwed up. You can say it now, apparently, because I do put this podcast as like profanity, so yeah, you can say it. Uh, he, they screwed them with COVID. They were very close to getting the playoffs. I think if they had kept on going, they were in the playoffs and they probably would have made a shout. And this season, it just plateaued for whatever reason. If you look at what happened to Donny in January, they lost one of their best players to Preston. They had a lot of players leave. And when you're a League One club, if you've got a good player, you have to turn around and say, thanks for your service, but this is too much good money, especially in a pandemic when there's no fan coming in. That money what? can go help on wave bill or structure elsewhere. What have you seen from Darren Moore that you like? I like his attacking intent. I like how he's making us more aware of where players are on the pitch. So you see players are looking up more before they make a pass. But I like the building out from the back, even though we don't have the right players as yet. I they're, think our, under, they're in our injury room. They're in our treatment room. They're yeah. playing out if, from the back. Or, under the before, right yeah. people, that works. Mm-hmm. And that works very well. What I like is the amount of crosses we're getting in the ball. But, ugh, in the box, even. The crosser, especially Palmer, and we said it again, Palmer can cross a ball and where yeah, that uh, what has, what has Liam Palmer become this season? Like, this past he, few matches, he's been electric. He's been really solid. And he'll say, I have no doubt if he's offered a new contract, he'll sign it. Kind of. He's thing. also but, not out of contract. Oh, no, no, he's got another year, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting. So that's fine. So that's fine. Yeah, no but it's, it's a very... What, what gets me is that people are judging more on eight weeks, nine weeks he's been in. Yeah, and yet again, people will go the Pulis argument, but he's won more. Mm. Darren Moore's won more. Right, and people go, well, Jamie Smith got the 5 0 win. It's still Darren Moore's side, you know, it's still the way it's going. It's, but also, you've got to take that into the negatives where we've lost and we've not had Darren Moore there. But the positive from that is, yes, if you had Darren Moore on the sidelines, there's probably a little bit more motivation there. But I like yeah. the tactics, I like the attacking yeah. emphasis. I think the modern game requires playing out from the back. It'd be very interesting to see if that worked in League One. He'll but make for the me, squad younger. Because that's what he did. Darren Moore. Darren Moore should be given a chance. Yeah, Yeah. Darren Moore should be given a chance. If if we gave Gary Monk a year or so, roughly, you could have given Darren Moore. If we gave Josh Lukai as long as we did, you could have given him a chance. That's the one for me. That's the one for me because I also feel like I'm not Monk's biggest fan, but I also actually do respect what he was trying to do because if you remember a lot of the performances under Monk, they were decent. We just the results. It's this team. (sighs) 
you know, controversially, you, you put a different team, a different set of players under Gary Monk, and he probably does well. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. And I think that's going to be the case of, I don't want to judge more on the same, with the same players. I want to let him build his team a little bit. So for me, his job safe. I think the same's for you. It, it, yeah. And the other thing, if you look at any manager that was going to get this job, was always going to struggle when you haven't had a solid back four all season. Look at how many times we've had to change goalkeeper, centre-back, left-back. That back four not been solid all season. The only probably bit that's probably been solid is having Bannon and maybe Palmer playing, of the out-and-out kind of playing. And I think this is the one scene where Bannon's not picked up many injuries. Mm, so definitely. You put Iota, you put Dunkley in there, and that might two before we got Hutchin in that position, or you put Iorfa where Hutch used to play and Hutch at the back. You've got a good format there to build on. And that's the other thing. You've got the likes of Iorfa. He's... If he stays, uh, but I think well, he'll come back well, from injury. And well, I think the thing is, I think he'll come back because I think there'll be too many players that, too many clubs that will want to see what he's like after injury because it's a big injury. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Same minds. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darren Moore to stay for me. Yeah, so, um, would this is this is going off the uh, aspect now? It's looking likely that relegation's on there, right? We talked a little bit about there could be a snatch and grab with Derby at the end. Well, so. Trying to bring this into the the realistic tendency, right? Let's have a look at the from the positive spin on it, okay? And I don't necessarily agree with this because I've been anti it all season, but I wanted to bring the topic up. Topic up. Would relegation potentially be better for Sheffield Wednesday? Looking at the outer contract players, the amount of dead wood you've got there. I mean, you've got also the likes of Jordan Rhodes and Urigidi amongst there, which you could say, mm, they're on, you know, Urigidi's on a good contract. Jordan Rhodes, yeah, maybe you could see him going, but he, he did start playing. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, stop. You can't say Urigidi's on a good contract, he's not. No, that's what I said. I said, oh, I meant, if I, right. did I not say that? I no. might have not said that. But uh, what I mean is Urigidi's not on the same sort of contract yeah, as Jordan go. Rhodes. I meant he's on a good contract for us. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. our side, sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about the mentality of the players, um, the prospects Men of Darren Moore knowing the league as mm. well, you know. And is, is, is it a rebuild time? Is that the best bet for Wednesday? Or would a rebuild in the championship be better off? What's your opinion on it? A rebuild, let, well, let's look at it in dreaming world and realistic world. We'll go dreaming world first. Rebuilding the championship, Darren Moore got a lot of good contacts and will get some really good players into the uh, squad. He will be able to get some play premiership players like a Jane Garner at Watford or, uh, not Watford, sorry, Forrest, that kind of thing, who could come in. And you would see some of those out-of-contract players stay, but I would think he would want to put his own stamp on because we still got a lot of players who are from the Carlos era at the club, and it needs to be changed because we haven't done it. But if you go on a realistic thing, the only downside with rebuilding in League One is the TV money. That's it, really, because you'll get younger fighting players in League One because I have seen that League One players do tend to be a little bit younger and they seem to want to push through that kind of barrier to go and make things. Because a League One player does well for half the season, he gets a move in January to Championship, maybe Premiership. It's a good move. Playing devil's advocate here is there is still a stigma in League One, and I get this is that players that feel like they're Premier League players but will settle for the championship would never go for League One because that's accepting that they're probably lower-end championship League One standard. Whereas players that feel like they can kick on to the Premier League settle in the championship. 
Yes and with no. The way, with at... the way modern, because the championship's like a more modern style of football now. League One's still got the traditional English roots. But, but look at the Ivan championship's Toby. a mini. Yeah. He could have gone to championship and he went to League One. He went to build. And that building. Yeah, no. But he's now at, what you're saying though, is now he's no, at but, top end. But he, he was at Newcastle. He was on the books of Newcastle, the youngster. Left. Yeah. Went and relearned a game. In League One, and got uh, yeah, that yeah. I'm not necessarily talking about youngsters there. I'm talking about players. Right, let's look at the out contract players. So the likes of like Harris probably thinks he's yeah. Championship standard. Fair no, play. I know what you mean, yeah. You know, you know, Jordan Rhodes probably still thinks he's he's got enough for a top end Championship club, even though he's not shown it consistently. Urigidi's uh, now played at Championship level. Probably won't sign a League One contract because yeah. he feels like he deserves to stay at that level, despite never having Championship experience before that. Right. Kieran Westwood still thinks Ke- he's a Championship. Keeper, it actually, yeah. probably is. In fairness yeah. to him, um, it, it's uh, who else? There's there's loads. There's absolutely loads. Kachunga probably still thinks he was released mm. from Huddersfield. He was with Huddersfield when they were a Premier League side. I'm not dropping to League One. Why would I sign a new contract? There's there's so much of it. Yet this team is still not performing in the Championship. Oh. Why not make a name for yourself in League One? I'm not I... saying we should necessarily re-sign players. By the way, I think we should get them off the wage bill. Tom Lee's for me as as well. He's That's not a big mate. One. You could go, like, he's probably on too many wages for us and he's got a mistake in him in the championship, so why don't you get rid and bring a centre-back who's going to stay with us through our yeah. rebuild? There's a lot of players, like, it goes back to that whole thing, there's a lot of players who should have been turned around and gone when we had chance to do rebuild in championship and we didn't for whatever reason it mm-hmm. is. We'll, we'll never find out the real reasons of it because it just, I don't think it will happen. I don't think someone will come out and say. People have started to talk about little bits about contracts and stuff, but at the same time, it's very difficult to sell when in the league one to some of these players. There's some players who will be like, yep, I'm on board, fine, because they'll know as long as they're getting played week in, week out, and they're getting paid, they're not bothered. You know what I mean? But there'll be, the, the likes of Windath is one that I'm wondering, will he kind of go, well, I'm not playing in league one, I'm gone. You know what I mean? I mm. think Patterson I think say. that's a bit shady if he does that. Mm. And if for whatever reason the players are watching this in a hotel on an away day because they're, they're very self-critical, and I understand that, actually. I do understand that side of it. I know there's some players that do watch the fan things that think they never watch. But it's... Um, I will say for Windass, he he's a he's a good player, but he needs to prove himself a little bit more because he's part of the the chances he's missed this season could could be the be all or the end all for Wednesday staying up. I think he owes us something. Also, I remember, think he owes us some there's goals. Not going to be as much money as people think for contract next season. There's going to be so mm. many clubs cutting wave bill due to the pandemic. I don't think Windass it. needs to be chopped off either because no. if you think about it, I think. This is what I was saying. I was getting into a bit of a conversation about this on stream about this year's recruitment, and so many people think we're still signing. Too many people still think we're signing um, players on the first couple of years of Chan Series deal, right? We're not doing that anymore with wages. So players we have signed recently, you can imagine that we can probably keep hold of them in League One yeah. and, and build and and help them integrate into a team of young and hungry players. So Windass is probably amongst that. Yes, if we can get a couple of million for him, why not? But nobody's going to pay a couple of million for him because he's been too inconsistent in the championship. So what's the point? He feels like one of those players who's probably going to come into his form later on in his career. Mm. Kind of thing. And to be fair, if Windass wants any support, he's got the best person behind him, his dad. If People he... are loving playing under Darren Moore at the minute as well, which mm. is what I'm saying. You and get the fair, right personalities he... in here. You look works. at what he said. You can tell he kind of enjoying working on Darren Moore. I think mm-hmm. 
the manager is now the right manager for the some of the play clips a man manager and it's like putting an arm around them and saying stuff and giving them that kind of boost. And I think that said, if we get relegated, I'm a little bit more funny about like I don't want Rhodes on the wage bill anymore. I don't want I don't want Lee's on there. I don't no. want Kachunga on there. I don't even like I don't think they need, I think we can look elsewhere now. I'm getting a little bit more a little bit more like right, let's just cut it off now because there's something I don't know what the rot is at the core of this club, but there's something there. There's something, so if yeah. we've got if we've got a way of getting rid of quite a few players and rebuilding it a bit, keep hold of your essentials. Literally, probably Irigidi and Westwood are the only ones I'm really caring about now. A lot of people are making an argument for Hutchinson. I can kind of see that in League One. I understand Hutch, that. To be fair, Hutch will probably sign a new contract yeah. if he's off of one because <laughs> obviously he didn't want he didn't do that well in Cyprus and he came back. <laughs> Kind of thing. Sheffield Wednesday are the only club in the top five divisions of English football who are yet to win a single point <laughs> after falling behind in a game this season. The only one of 114 teams. Something Jesus. needs to be done about that, which yep. is potentially why I wanted to ask, would relegation be better for Wednesday? Just Is yep. that provoking a re- rebuild? Potentially. There yep. is that potential there. But also it's a case of, this is the thing, in League One you get a little bit more breathing room to bring players in and look for a long-term strategy to come back up. Yes, you do miss yeah. out on the TV money, you do, but the the pressure of staying in the championship, you can also rebuild really well in the championship, let a lot of those out-of-contract players go and bring in the right ones. Mm-hmm. But if it's going to take time, is it better being in a league where it's potentially a little bit easier if you keep hold of some of your current players and you build on that? I, I will be interested to see what Darren Moore does behind the scenes because Donny just lost their recruitment manager. Yes, they have a recruitment manager kind of thing to Aston Villa. And apparently it was something that more liked. So I'm wondering if that's going to be something that's brought in. Because I think Darren Moore, with the contacts he knows and the kind of way Donny built something there, they are very good at building stuff, Donny, and just not quite getting there. And they're not mm. a club that got good funds. And no disrespect to any John and Castorella fans. I just know that from back then. Yeah. Um, so I think if you get someone in there to do like a recruitment. I like how Jake that. dances around his sources. He's yes. like, <laughs> I'm a puppet on a string. Uh, but it is that kind of thing where he was, I think it's Adam Henshaw. I think it is. He took on to Villa was apparently crucial for Donny build under more. So I wonder if we look at something like that, but mentally it needs to change. And I think any support the player can get off the pitch, like a psychiatrist or something like that would help because I think a lot of people forget that it is a physical game but mentally it's a hard game as well something especially needs to be done about rele- the mentality of especially this team, after sure. relegation season they will need a lot of work to kind yeah. of build up confidence I agree completely so let's go from the mentality side of it and let's go back to the let's go to the actual physical side and the injury side of it Dunkley and Fizz are back in training so uh, Che Ch- Ch- Dunkley and Deli Bashiru are back Deli Bashiru was on the bench Mm. Um, against Bristol City. Would you like to see a little bit more of him this the end of the season now? We've yep. not really got that much. Yep, definitely. Drop Tell him, him that he's going to be in our midfield for the next se- next season and build him in there for Drop me. Drop him yeah. out for Pelopesi, getting some game time and see what happens. Mm. Oh, unless, mm, Pel- I want Pelopesi to sign a new contract potentially. But if mm. Deli Basher ends up being an absolute baller, maybe we can do without. It's one it's of those. A, it's um, a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a quick one, that. But yeah, 
players are coming back. Would our season have been different if Shea Dunkley maybe was fit when we've had some Tom Lee's clangers this season? Would Shea Dunkley mm. have been a better player for the style of Darren Moore? Maybe there's so many what ifs this season, and I'm quite tired of it. But yeah, that, just... to be fair, that's the only that probably the only one bit of transfer business we did bad from because we signed an injured player straight away, and we couldn't. Yeah, I know, but it could have also been one of the best yeah, bits if he yeah. if if he had not been if he'd not had setbacks because he, 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 so, he, he was solid at Wigan. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, just needs to sort it out. That's the thing. We took it. We took a risk on him, but we also got him on free. We yeah. got him on a free because of his injury record. Okay. Uh, this is a, another one. This is a fairly credible one as well because it's it's quite well. We'll just quote you. It's from the Star. QPR are looking at Penny in the summer. So Queens Park Rangers are keeping tabs on Sheffield Wednesday defender Matt Penny, according to the Sheffield Star. Penny, who spent last season on loan in Germany with Sam Pauli. Has um, it's Pauli in it? Yeah, yes. probably. Has made twelve appearances in the championship this season, starting ten times. QPR have identified Penny as their potential target ahead of the summer transfer window. The twenty-three-year-old's out of contract at the end of the season. End quote. Paraphrasing. We talked about Penny a lot. Could you see this happening? Could you see him going to QPR, a team that built four-one, but it seemed do seem to like a very mid-table championship side? Could you see this being a move for him? I can see it because it'll it'll give him the football. He, it was the ones because I think he was the ones who wouldn't want to go down to League One. I think yeah. he sees himself even a though he's not been player, good enough this he season. He hasn't been good enough. Now, the only no. good season he had was under Josh Lukai. And that's not me saying he can't be good enough. I think Matt no. Penny's got a lot of potential. I just think our whole team's been underperforming this season. And when Penny's come on, the amount the of times one, he's crossed it and it's gone out for a throw, I've been like, oh my Christ, sort it out. The you one know. thing that Penny, I always keep hearing is that he just doesn't train well. The one right. thing I've heard is not a great trainer, and that's what kind of put him out of favour with some of the managers. Because twenty-three always, years old, you got to train well. If you if it, you've not broken through yet, you might think you have because you have got the professional contracts and you've been on loan, and you had a manager that likes you in Josh Lewakai. Jack Dobbs was the same back in the day. If you remember that one, I do remember Jack Dobbs. Yeah, a, a similar kind of thing. Um, it's what the thing you can only like not train well and pull it off in games if you like play to the Latin either Vimovic or Ronaldo and you're doing the business. Yeah, Ronaldo trains well better than anybody else. But you know That's you're, the thing. but you know I know I mean. what you mean, that sort of standard. Yeah. It's um and it's a case of a bad, bad I think, example on my part. <laughs> I think when more comes in, uh, we've also heard things about other things that go off in training that we can't speak about on this uh, podcast. But training means a big thing, doesn't it? Yep. Doesn't it? Things that go off in training. Um they're very big. And uh, you've got to make sure that you're training well, basically. Yeah. And I think that's why we don't see a lot of certain players in, in the Sheffield Wednesday lineups, do we? No. So, I, I, uh, I think, at the on. end of the day, I think everything, what, since more come in, there have been a difference in training when you've seen those videos. It's a little bit more aggressive. It's a little bit more, the tempo's up. And mm -hmm. Tony, uh, I've forgotten how you say his last name. You know what I mean? I've, Video conditioning bloke. Who, oh, Strudwick. That's it. Thank you. Oh, what? I've probably butchered that as well. Um, you can tell he's obviously been given the remit to go, right, this is what I want to see. And you saw it on, I think it was Friday video. They were looking very focused and more tempo up. And I'd be interested to see what kind of training camp more want to do in the summer. 
Well, does does he get into that side? Let's look at it from a QPR perspective. Does he get into that QPR side? So they've got currently left-back positions. They've got Nico Hamelian. Um, oh, I'm so glad 20, you're reading these. 24 years old. Uh, they've got Lee Wallace, who's 33, so maybe he's a replacement there, and Todd Kane, who's the right back. So maybe he's a case a of back. elite. Yeah, maybe he fits in there and he brings in, you You go with that. I don't know if they've played that Hamelian much. I, Let us know in the comments, QPR fans. But, I just uh, don't see him as a left back. I've always seen him as a left winger. He's not, yeah, he's, but then again, his crosses haven't been that great. He probably is more of a left midfielder, a classic left midfielder. At the moment, <laughs> Liam Palmer... He's looking more of the winger than a left back. We'd be crossing. Yeah, he's a wing back though, any of the playing yeah. wing backs. I, I actually enjoy this wing back style. It's, we it's get nice, asked a lot it? about playing out from the back, but when you've got somebody like Liam Palmer that's that's actually always been solid. He used to get slated because he was like, well, he's 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 good at doing you know bits of fullback work, but he doesn't offer much else. And now he's a wing back and he's taking that centre mid history and bringing it into his crossing, and Where it's just. Yeah, it's working perfectly. And Reach is again it? on left back's great as well because he's got Reach is not staying. Reach, to be fair, Reach has one of the better games today. That QPR should be after. I'm just saying you should be after Reach, not Matt Penny. Well, oh, who and is I've it? said that now, and they're going to be linked with him. There, there is somebody who is linked with Reach. I can't remember who it is. It's uh, uh oh, I think about it. it. The, I was going to put it in the story, but I thought we'd already kind of spoke about Reach. Yeah. But I think it would it would probably be a decent signing for the future for QPR. But I also think if Matt Penny's going to get some time in the Sheffield Wednesday side, it's going to be in League One. Yes. So if you want to play for Sheffield Wednesday, stay with them in League One. That's the way That's the way it, it's going to work there. The one thing Darren Moore is very good at doing, he's very good at using youth and working with the youth to get them to where it needs to be. And I think that's where we're going forward. We've got to. We have an academy that we've neglected to use for God knows how many years. It has done my head in. Every season, week in, week out, that we had academy players and we just let them go. And yeah. some, I think the one who plays for Gillingham now is an ex Wednesday one who's scoring for fun. Yes, I know that's leave one there, but what would happen if we put him in early? Well, it's, it's the thing with uh, with Matt Penny. I'm not as fussed as I am about probably Irigidi going, and I was annoyed at. Sh- to be honest, the sure thing I've completely changed my mind on now. He's uh, he's not been he's not been great when he's played for us actually. So Celtic have been stuck with a player there more so. I do want to say, as a, as a Wednesday fan, I do obviously want to also not not dunk on someone too much. No. But it's a case we, we of wish, like... We wish him luck in his career. Just bad time for you to do it at the time of... Yeah, exactly. And it, the the worst time for it as well is the fact that you've not played well for Wednesday since it's it's been the case. So it does feel like you were looking for a move there. Possibly not your intention, but it's the way it's ended up playing out. Matt Penny... If he wants to prove himself for Wednesday, sign a contract, give it a give, go in League Do One. But North. I could see yep. us releasing him. It's yeah, it's one definitely. I'm 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 sat on the fence with at the minute. I'm not really asked yep. either way. Okay, that's it for the news this week. We're going on to community topics. So it's lighting it up a little bit with Captain Nat starting us off today. Some of your favourite movies you can watch over and over again. I don't really I know, watch I know mine straight off. I don't anymore, but there is some ones that I can always watch if they're on. I and watch, I've got, I've got I watch, three for you. Mine are more TV series. I'm more of a TV series person. That's than that. That's not. That's a different question. I'm going to say my three. Go on. And then you can go for yours. Right. Okay. So, I love Back to the Future. Pre- specifically, Back to the Future Two. Absolute yeah. classic of a film. Could watch it over and over and over again. I've actually got a DeLorean from Back to the Future Two up there. Not a real DeLorean, obviously. <laughs> I want a real DeLorean. If someone wants to gift me a DeLorean, please. Um. So you that. can go back in time and start this season again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, it would be ideal, wouldn't it? But yeah, I've got the, I've got the pops for all the Back to the Future ones, yep. pretty much. I've got a lot of Back to the Future stuff. I can watch it over and over again. I think two's the best though, because I think it's sort of like the sequel that's better than the first one. Makes it more interesting, flying cars, all of that. Yep. Really cool. Uh, it's the fact it's set in 2015 and they've got flying cars as well. You, got, you can't not love that. Um, the other one is... these. I've got two films from the same actor coming up. So the next one is Beverly Hills Cop. Yep, Eddie Murphy. Again, Beverly Hills Cop 2, I think, is the best one. Yeah. Because it's, uh, again, the idea that the sequel is absolutely quality. And I can watch that whenever it's on. They are probably my favourite films in existence. Right. So I'll have time to think. So I also like Coming to America. That was my third one. Oh, I have not seen the remake of that yet. The, I've not watched the second one yet. I will. I, 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 I'm very careful about watching re, uh, second. My mum got my, my mum got my mum used to it. Like I probably watched those films a little bit too young, but my young, but my mum really got me into eighties films and like um, I really liked that. I think mid eighties was a great time for cinema, and it made me do mm. want to go into a lot of the profession I, I, I was in in the arts industry. So, so. My first one is Mighty Ducks. Absolutely love that movie. I've got a big thing about like uh, underdog kind of teams. I've not seen it. You've not seen Mighty Ducks? I've not seen it. Have you got Disney Plus? Yeah. Get it? It's on. Oh, talking of Disney Plus, do you remember the dinosaurs TV show? The Not the Mama, Not the Mama. With the little dinosaur. Go watch it. It's hilarious. No, oh God, I'm sure I was thinking you, you were going on for Land Before Time then. Yeah. I was like, that that was tragic no. enough. I don't think that was Disney. Oh, no, no, that was horrible. I uh, um, love Mighty Ducks. I kind of like the series, but I have always liked that. The other one is Con Air. Con Air is a good I film. I love Con Air because it Con Air's got a good so film. many one-liners. And Nick, it's one of those films where Nicholas Cage is so bad in it, it makes the film. Conner, Conner, yeah, Conner is actually a really good film. It's uh, there's a uh, there's so many films. I like, I like, bunny. I like a lot of the Marvel films. I really, yeah. oh, I left Terminator Two out. I really enjoyed Ooh. sequels. It's sequels that Terminator Two is like. I've watched that film so many times. Um, now, yeah, my first one. A lot of people, oh, they've done it so many times. I love the Punisher film with Tom Jane. I'm a huge Punisher fan. Not seen uh, that one. I've watched the Tom's. TV series, TV series. Love, love the stuff, but it always got slated because it came out at like really bad time. What the film that John Travolta did for like just for the cash. And he yeah. don't get me wrong, he played a really good person, but it's like, oh, if he just had a He's better, better in hairspray as a woman. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, John Travolta's great uh, yeah. and that sort of stuff. It's brilliant. Um, okay, thank you for that, Captain. Now, yes, by the way, when we said we wanted random community topics as well this as serious well ones, this is what we wanted because we want to make the podcast very homely for people in these times. Right. So next one is from Bob123. What is your both of your favourite match day pub slash rituals? You can go first with this one. So mine is weird because when I go to matches, I normally go on my own. And I normally mm-hmm. sit in Hill Park looking at the stadium. And it's not like a little prayer, but I'm like, first of all, I go, A, can I stay conscious for the entire game? Because that is a thing for me, if you didn't know. <laughs> Staying actually conscious is a slight nightmare and it kind of helps with, like, you know, walking and stuff. So sometimes 
Uh, I can't remember which game it was. There was a game and literally sat there down. Is, there is definitely going to be a podcast where we, we do like a Christmas special in person or something and you like go unconscious <laughs> on me and I've got no idea what yeah. to do. That's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know, a little backstory, I've got something called functional neuro- neurological disorder. I'm smiling, it- by the way. I just realised I'm smiling at <laughs> you. I'm not. I was just generally smiling. Then I looked at myself in the monitor and I was like, this looks uh, this looks sinister. So basically what it is, it replicates uh, epileptic seizure, but it's not an epileptic seizure. But I have about 15 to 60 of these a day and they are disabilitating. And one of the reasons I can't go to many matches that much because paying 40 quid for a game I'm only going to see about three to four minutes of isn't good value for money but mm. my end of the game it's normally I go and roll springs and just sit down out of pint and find anyone who recognised me nine times at a time uh, I used so mine is it's going to shock you I don't do the pub um, we gigged we gigged quite a lot at the shaky when we we used to be uh, we used to do it uh, to be honest actually I think the shaky before lockdown was the last place I played a guitar live which is weird oh, because the shake is one of those that the, like... Have we got the t- tiny violin or da, 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 mm. music? There you go back. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's a laugh. It's always a, it's always a good thing because it's a proper Wednesday pub as well, obviously. Um, but I don't do it on match days. I uh, I go and see my nan on match days. Oh, I know. That's lovely. Uh, so I don't live near the ground. And you're not getting any more information on the internet about that. That's all you're getting. Uh, But I go and see my nan on match days um, and then I go to the match. And yeah, that's that's my ritual. And then afterwards I go and I usually, I usually, Wednesday or lost and I usually go and have, have tea at my nan's as well. Which is now. Are you all right? No. No, she it's, 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 she she knows Wednesday. She knows Wednesday very well. So uh, she knows she knows the uh, so hot full pie and chips that. and peas and Henderson's is ready for you after match. Yeah, that sounds yeah, lovely. Yeah. Or a stew, a stew. Oh. You see, I'm not a massive fan of stew, but if my nan makes it, I can't say no. Yeah. And to be fair, she does make a good stew. To so be fair, there's, there's certain dishes that if your nan made them, you can't say no. And yeah. if you did say no, they get asked, are you poorly or what is wrong with you? What have you done? They know a, fun, a, fun, right. a fun story. We didn't, we obviously, we didn't, we didn't grow up with loads. Like, and it's a case of like, we, uh, we used to go to my nan's and my nan's was the only, the, to be fair, it was the only time we traveled to get a KFC because it was the only place with the KFC yeah. near. And like, Going to my nan's always used to mean KFC as well. Is that okay? And if it, I'll be honest, I was a spoiled little crap because if I went and it wasn't KFC day and my nan had made a stew, even though the stew was great, I'd be like, no, it's stew day. <laughs> when actually I just wanted a KFC because that's what, that's what children do, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love, I love that part of it. I've really missed it because I've not seen my nan. She didn't come for Christmas or anything like that. So oh, I've not you. seen her in a, in a while. So uh, I will be looking forward to getting back to that. But uh, yeah, it's one of those. Well, here, I spoke to here, her. Here's the thing. If you see that, leave him alone. He's visiting his nan. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, I've got a story about that for off, off the podcast, actually. Something to do with this channel and, and my nan. So that, we'll, we'll do that at some point. Maybe tell it down the line. Um, no. The next topic, thank you for that, Bob, is from Phil Carpenter. Again, we're using Phil. Phil they're always, like, they're really good. Like, Can I just say, essays. this is how the podcasts I listen to, the gaming podcasts, the professional ones that I based some of my influence, most of my influences for yeah. this as well as obviously my background. This is how they get their writings. 
Yeah. How Phil does it. Starts formally, Dex and Jake sort of thing, you know, doing the thing. Does it how I'm going to read it? And I love that. So thank you, Phil Perfect. Carpenter. Dex and Jake. Hi, guys. Following our recent run of poor form and judging by the comments on social media, I think it's fair to say the jury is still out on Darren Moore. Spoke a little bit about that earlier as to whether he's the right fit for us. This got me thinking, and I know it's going to be dependent on your age and how long you've supported the hours, etc. But who do you think has been our best manager over the years? Maybe even our top 10. We're not going to go into that. We might do a top no. 10 on Wednesday manager at some point. We're going to just go. Could be a summer job, that. We're paraphrasing this bit, basically, because it goes... I would probably go with Howard Wilkinson, an ex-player tough as old boots, played some good football under management, had a win ratio of 44.71%, that's good, over 255 games and loved this club. Kept us going through tough times as a chairman, saved us from administration, brought in Milan Mandarich in 2010 to help us secure our future going forward. That's backfired, by the way, yeah. just saying that. A lot of people don't realise that also, that has backfired. Just, just saying, remember, Milan hasn't got the best history. He'd only really got... We're, yeah, Milan topic for the summer, it's yeah. coming. Uh, when he cleared out our debts and purchased the club for a pound, we desperately need some of that passion again now. Looking forward to your thoughts. Basically, he was asking us what manager could get us out of this mess. And I'll be honest with you, Phil. <laughs> Nobody. No. Currently, no, the past even... few matches, like you could say a Dave Jones style run, like we did in League One, yeah, to pull that, us out of this. That, that Dave Jones style run was built on a Gary Monk, uh, Gary Monk, Gary Megson <laughs> team that yeah. was fighting for Gary Megson. We we all know the story of Megson side. So players, so so why did they why did they play better under Dave Jones then? Just giving you the counter argument to that. True. True. And don't get me wrong, Dave Jones just started to do my nutting when we were in the championship. Oh, but like that first run was uh, was decent. I think. I think... Oh, go on. Go on. Weird. We both. Went, I think at the I same know. time. <laughs> we did. Um, for me, <sighs> Carlos really because it's the only kind of glimpse of getting Premiership I ever got. Being a Wednesday fan, because when I, I don't think anyone gets us out of this, though. No, uh, no, the current no, situation, no. who gets us out of it? That's what I'm asking. Who mm. gets us out? Do you think uh, anybody can get out of it? No, God no. No. The Take it back two don't. matches. Take it back to the Cardiff five nil. I'll tell you what, that's a bit more realistic. Cardiff five nil. Potentially a Megson could drag you through mm. it, make yeah. you terrified. But Darren Moore for me is as good as Megson was on paper in terms of what he can bring to it. Actually, that's a lie. That is a lie. I'm sorry. I won't do it again because Gary Megson's got a hell of a C- had a hell of a CV and CV. stuff. But uh, yeah. um, fun fact, yeah, Darren Moore probably does a motivator. Do Gary Megson on a very daily basis. That's that's true. That is true. Because so yeah, from like, I think yeah. he may have signed him. There is definitely a relationship there. But yeah, it's a difficult one, Phil. I don't think anybody could claw us out of this mess now, mate. The players are clearly, they've had four different managers, six in the dugout this season, yeah. and uh, none of them have got us out of it. The at last, the, at the on. end of the day, it's a, di- it's a difficult season, and everyone will go, oh, it's the manager fault, and all the kind of, yeah, but the manager can't kick the balls. The manager can only set a team up so much, so more and more, it feels more like it's on the Yeah, balls. exactly. He set us up for, it's just the team can't finish the, the dinner at the minute, and that's been the issue. So the last topic for uh, the community this week is from John Gallagher. I've just had a baby boy. Congratulations. Congratulations. I said boy, like some strange person, <laughs> but he's just had a baby boy, and he's wondering, do I buy him a Sheffield Wednesday kit? And his, as his mum is a Tottenham fan and she wants a Spurs kit. Now you've got the biggest two bottling teams in history there, so go oh. with either one, John. Don't know whether I want to put him through it, what I've been through over the years. 
I like Spurs. Same. They're like, they're I like, like Harry Kane. They're like, if I picked fair, a Prem like, team, it'd probably are, be Spurs. They are my Prem team. Yeah, same. Um, so this is difficult. It's, I don't really have a Prem team sort of thing, but I do like, I do like Spurs. I've got to say, <laughs> Wednesday might be cheaper, but probably not. Spurs is probably cheaper. I think, I think, John, you've only got one duty here, and that is put him through the misery that we've had. No, no, you've no. Got, there's you've another got... way you could do it to make it fun. Two teddy bears, one with a Wednesday shirt, one with a Spurs shirt. Whichever one it goes towards, and you can't use a favourite teddy bear, that's cheating. Mm. You can tell I'm a dad and I've done this. Um, whichever one it goes towards is the team it supports. My children aren't allowed to support other teams when I have children, though. They have to suffer through what I've suffered through. And, you know, that's that's probably bad parenting to on be, my part. To be fair, my little and first shirt was a Wednesday shirt, so she's a Wednesday fan. It, John, you're a Wednesday fan. You've got... Put your foot have, down. The arg- have the argument with the mum, right? If she doesn't really care about it, you've got a little Wednesday fan, right? Yeah. But also... What I will tell you is, right, hang actually, on, I don't on. care. Where you're based is interesting as well. Yeah. Because depending where you're based, depending on what matches you can get to. To be honest, if, if the kid's really going to be into football, I would probably say at this stage, give them, give them the Spurs life. Right. No, no, but, but what I don't want you to kid, do... What's your kid be into water polo? Don't let them be a plastic. Right. Yeah. And I'm calling out my mate Adam, who's not going to watch this. Right. He's not a plastic, by the way. Right. He's my best friend. Like, and like, he's a Liverpool fan because he really liked Michael Owen, but he still looks out for Leeds' results because his dad's a massive Leeds fan. So yeah. that's the way it went. It's this same situation. But I still call him a plastic when he looks out for Leeds' results because he also looks out for Wednesday results because he's my best mate. Like, I look out for Liverpool results for him. Yeah. Right. He's not a plastic. He's a diehard Liverpool fan. However, don't let your child become one of those that's like, oh, well, she can be both. She can't. No, it's one of the other right? I hate it. I hate it. So many people my age support Man United because they did really well when they were young, but they're also Wednesday fans. Tough. Pick one. It's like, it's like when... Pick I one. Had, I, had, I had one on Twitter the other day saying, when we go down, which team are you going to support? Wednesday. I saw this as well. I'm like, are you 12? Wednesday, like I did last two times in League One, mate. I started in League One, started from the bottom, and now we're going back to the bottom. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> right, yeah. Pick whatever you want for your child. Just maybe don't let cause the... a domestic. I... Remember, I tell you, you have what, a new child. I tell you what, maybe let the child pick. Yeah. As, as Punk said, you could do that thing, or... You can wait until they get a bit older like a, to show an interest but like in football. Like I said, they, they might not get interested in football. They might like water polo. Yeah. I mean, it's probably anything's better than Wednesday at the minute. Okay. Thank you for that, John. Congratulations mm, on, the, on the birth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, upcoming matches. The last segment of the podcast as per... Oh, Christ. I mean, does it even matter? So Blackburn Rovers... Oh, I'm not right. I'm going off a result. I, I can't be bothered. Sorry, can't be bothered. The professionalism of this podcast. You're getting them from a match ago. I don't care what they did today or Saturday play, when you're didn't watching they play this. Last night? Didn't they play Derby? Did they beat Derby? I think that. Uh... Show you. Oh, all right. We will do it. We will do the professionalism. We'll we'll do it for you. I think they played. I Derby. need food. I'm hangry now. Yeah, I'm Wednesday. Won, have yeah, bottled it and Black, I'm hangry. Blackburn Rovers one two one. Right, 
So Blackburn have got a record of 13 wins, 11 draws, 18 losses. That's 50 points. <sighs> We're playing them at home, I believe. Uh, yeah, because we got the home games at the minute, yes. 25. They have got their away record. Were they playing Derby away? Uh, they were at home, I believe. Right, so their away record is twenty. Their home record is twenty-five points. Their away record is twenty-two points. They've scored over fifty-two goals this season, only and conceded forty-seven, uh, forty-eight with the derby result. So the last match was that derby result. Before that, it was a two-all draw with Cardiff City. Their top scorer is Adam Armstrong with twenty-one goals. Did God, score I last used to night? sign him on FIFA all the time. Yeah, I still sign him. He's like he's like such a potential. It's done, lads. Black win. We're going to struggle to get a draw against Blackburn. We're probably going to get a draw from that one. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Then we've got Borough. Um, yet again, it's Neil Warnock. That's all you need to say. Come it's on, Neil Warnock. They've got they've it. got a weird record. 57. He will want to beat us to make sure we're in League One. Come on, that's all you need they've to say. They've got either they've got either fifty-seven, fifty-eight, or sixty points, depending on what <laughs> happened in their last match. But they are fine. They're middle of the pack. They don't really care. Playing them away from home. Their away record's worse than their home record. Oh, they lost to QPR today. Okay, so they've got 57 points. Their home record's a lot better than their away record, which is an interesting one for us. They've got 34 points at home as opposed to 23 points, points away. 34 points. I don't know what I said. 34 points at home as opposed to the away record of 23 points. They've scored 48 goals. 45 conceders so their difference is not great they is lost to Barnsley as well yeah they've not got many Jesus. top scorers Duncan Watmore has got 7 goals for them and Asamba Longa's on 5 they're not great this season but watch Wednesday lose to them as well it's going to be rough next season is probably the we are mathematically relegated podcast which is going to hurt don't mean next but it's going to be one podcast, that I next season next podcast sorry yeah so please watch and joining the misery with us, we'll probably raise a glass to Wednesday's demise. I may demise. have a drink on that one, yeah. Like the sinking of the Titanic, yeah. Um, oh, it's been rough. Just look after yourself, people. Remember, football is only a game and life is more important. It's in the game, indeed. Oh, look after Jesus. yourselves. Look after yourselves and um, we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See you later.